are Wrestling Elitist. I'm your co-host, Chris Scott Moore, joined as always with Stormin' Sean Nash. How's it going, buddy? Battling the storms. That's what we're doing. We're killing it. Yeah, so we are recording in southeastern Michigan, uh, and we are being beset by vicious thunderstorms. I already lost power. It came back on, and Sean's about to lose power. It's on its way. It's on its way, and I'm nervous. (laughs) So we're going to try to do a short episode. Uh, as you'll notice, Alex Ooh. Alex Gibson is not here today. Uh, he is on vacation in Nashville. I believe he's at a NAMBLA convention, right? Ooh, I think so. I'm try- I was trying to think oh. of the worst thing that Alex could be possibly doing. <laughs> he's being... Uh, That's up there. I heard he's being really mean to cute baby otters. That's what I heard. Son of a bitch. I know. What a shame. What would you expect from someone who likes alligators? Well, yeah, he's a little fucked in the head, but we wish him well. He is going to be back on uh, next week. So we'll be uh, doing this show today. We're going to try to do a little bit more condensed issue because we're running into a window of storms. And then we also are going to do a bonus show this week as well as we get closer to All Out. But we are going to talk about Clash of the Castle in this episode. So I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. If you can, subscribe via iTunes or Spotify. Give us a five-star review while you're at it. And you can visit us at WrestlingElitist.com. Uh, we just did a book review of There's Just One Problem, the new uh, memoir by Brian Gerwitz. And he um, actually retweeted us and seems Look like he us. genuinely actually like read the article, too. Uh, so that was like really nice of him. And uh, obviously, if you read the book, it's funny as fuck. But he also comes off as a very nice guy, too. So check out his book, check out the article and buy it. It's actually like genuinely one of the better wrestling books you'll ever read. It's very funny. So give that a read. And then also, if you're on uh, the social medias, you can follow us on our gigantic platform that we have at Wrestling Elitist Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Okay, Sean, what's the format of this fucking show? Yep, we always give you the news to start, and now we're going to hit you with uh, the match, moments, cringes, and what we're looking forward to, along with some other things that are boiling over in the, uh, the wrestling world. Yeah, so let's get right into it. So let's go into the news of the week. Sean, what was your news item of the week? Uh, mine, uh, again, people are listening to the podcast. We we don't have Sanjay Dutt and Sanjim Singh wrestling. We got Motor City Machine Guns. Love some hometown boys. Um, much improvement, big improvement. Uh, Alex Shelley's probably one of like my favorite underrated pro wrestlers out there. He just kind of always pops up, and then you're like, holy shit, great wrestler. Uh, we saw him that one like unforgettable ring of honor, new Japan pro wrestling or the worlds in downtown Royal Oak, where we yeah. nearly got it uh, to blows with Silas young, but it's huge. It, it's a unneeded match on the all out card because we already have a trios title match going. So why do we have another trios match? But it'll be fun, fun to see all six of these guys in the ring work together. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah, definitely comes out of nowhere in terms of a plot and storyline standpoint, but it is a much better match in terms of work rate. Um, and it probably opens up the Motor City Machine Guns to have a match with FTR in Ring of Honor at some point. So I think that's a good thing as well. Um, and it just creates some semblance of a trios division, which they're trying to do. There's going to be a lot right. of trios matches, most likely on the card, um, which, you know what? Hey, a for effort they're trying to make a division i wasn't for it at first because i was like well it's kind of a waste of ftr but i think it's going to give the crowd a hot fucking match and who doesn't want that and, and maybe it sets up a, a ring of honor title shot yeah. for uh motor city machine guns down the line to keep roh going yeah or it allows them to win impact titles and they can win those oh, titles yeah. so ftr wins impact titles to have more else there that could go. also there we too. go <laughs> okay cool the other thing that i uh, had is my news item of the week johnny gargano regards to returns to wwe johnny wrestling i did not see that coming i actually not thought he was going to go to AEW months ago when i heard it i was watching after we uh we hit uh, pl- uh stop and then i'm like whose music is this and then holy shit he's back just crazy it was a really cool moment he did a great promo he's so good at what he does he's a genuine uh baby face and he's oh, yeah. probably like the best guy that they have on the roster to capture what was and i'm not using it wrong here daniel bryan in wwe sure that's like actually what they could do with him um and and and, and anything too from um machiavellian type standpoint this guy was nxt through and through and a triple h is showing and semaphoring that hey i'm gonna put nxt back on as the main stage and that's gonna be the what forefront. my product is about 
why not a better person than Johnny Wrestling? Right. Yeah, that was his his vision of the future of wrestling, and here it's come into play. Yeah, he's fucking great, and I'm excited to see what he does on a big stage, and maybe he'll get to wrestle Austin Theory now, rumor. I, he's going to have heard, his name back. I heard that. That's good for him. Yeah, Funny. good for him. So hopefully that's a match at Clash of the Castle as well. So Yeah, you got to um, Yeah, I mean, that's just logical, and why not have Austin Theory job again and lose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just ridiculous he's got, a, he's got a good face for that yeah there's still some ventisms that are left over having whoever has the briefcase just fucking cursed some things are just yeah instilled in a company can never be lost <laughs> all right so match of the week uh let's talk about this aussie open defeating death triangle pretty easy choice i wish i could uh bring back my australian accent again for this but uh I don't know if that's going to happen. I wish. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick, though. That was my favorite moment of the podcast, <laughs> I think, ever. I uh, listened to that probably like five times and was dying laughing because I've never heard that out I've, of you. I've clipped that. I've sent it to my family. I've sent it. I've shown my girlfriend. I've played it to everyone I can. I listen to myself before I go to bed. I, I wish I could <laughs> capture that moment forever, but... But like alas. legit, you don't have like a Mel Gibson like thing where you can all of a sudden go into it like Turn that it was just yeah that was just a random thing that was subconsciously just oh my god Steve Irwin coming out of me yeah Russell Crowe crikey okay crikey uh, <laughs> but uh I love just the way even the match started with uh Death Triangle's like entrance out of like Penta's always in the middle and then both of them come out from both uh tunnels pretty cool fast-paced match of course with all six of these guys uh a little too much commotion at sometimes that kind of got a little yeah, clunky yeah, yeah. But, I mean, these people can always pull it off pretty well. Um, what was At the end of the match, when um, before we get into a little fuckery and pocket that black arrow with Will Ospreay, putting the knees up, I can't believe he's able to do anything after that, let alone a hurricanrana off the Stormbreaker and then that yeah. uh, backflip off the, the post. Beautiful. These guys work so fast and so well together. Uh, love seeing Aussie Open, getting some, some US TV time, hopefully as they get older and older and less injured, they get better and better over time. Uh, I can't remember. We said four and four and a quarter for this. Yeah. Do you think we underdid it? If you watched it again, I almost said that should be, or go on. I no, I just think that we've kind of maintained a, uh, a rigid rating, I guess, (laughs) where it seems like the rest of the world has gone completely just let loose with it. But, I don't know. I mean, I, I had fun, but there were moments where it just kind of felt like there was some clunkiness or, and also the yeah. fact that there's three picture in picture segments through the whole match. And it just kind yes. of took me away for moments at a time. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought it was one of the best matches of the year, but this year has been littered with amazing television matches and especially tag matches. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of was like, Oh God, did we underrate it? Um, but at the same point, I think there was a couple things that did give it demerits for me. And to each their own, there's things that you see in a wrestling match and go, okay, that's not all time great. The thing that got me was how long it took Pac to do his backflip. Now, granted, he or his moonsault, he has yeah. to get the balance, and it was a good dramatic moment the way they shot it of just focusing on him and they didn't show the guys on the floor, but like they were just standing there for mm-hmm. forever. Like, I'm sure in person that would have looked so damn goofy. Whereas Osprey in the beginning of the match, just after taking all that shit, immediately pops to the top rope, flips outside, comes yeah. back inside. Like, that's so much more believable. Or Yeah. And then he did. So there was a great spot where Phoenix runs the ropes, uh, P kicks him, and then he gets like suplex German off the second rope, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. And I, that was one of the best spots I've seen. And it was such a great move. And then crisp. It's not like, again, this isn't a, the worst thing in the world and Osprey's not a shitty wrestler, <laughs> but like he did no sell a German suplex after that to get powered up and do his odds cutter. Now, yeah. Granted, that's like one of his things that he does and he powers up and it got the crowd super, super hot. But it was one of those things of like, dude, you just took a second rope German right. to like not that far afterwards. You've no sold that like that was a little goofy, but Osprey's so over. Oh, like, yeah. He was incredibly over, probably more than maybe Mox was, like, give or take. Like, I wasn't there, but boy, that felt like he was one of the most overstars. Oh, totally. And, you know, probably just because you don't see Osprey on the, yeah. the daily mm-hmm. like they do. And it's Cleveland, so it's Ohio's son. But, I mean, yeah, there he's on such a streak right, right now. He's had 
like five five star matches or something that they they've yeah. been going on about. So I mean, there's he's no way a, he's had a be. hell of a month. You're in an uh, all hell of a run. Yeah. yeah, great match. Um, it's a shame that this wasn't the. Well, it's a shame that the elite and Aussie Open isn't the final. Does but it, I guess yeah. it makes sense because they're not. AW guys and it kind of defeats the purpose whatever so mm-hmm. we'll yeah. talk about that match later on but it was a very classic sure. match also underrated and a good match to Dax and Jay Lethal that was, that was very very good as well mm-hmm. um, I put on the website and we tweeted this but like Dax is the wrestler of the year yeah. like there's just no way you're you out of your fucking mind if yeah. you think he's not the wrestler of the year oh tag matches single matches and I don't I don't recall if we ever really saw him in single matches in WWE, but no. I don't, he didn't have any before like his kind of run at the end of the year, the beginning of this year. And it's just been amazing. He's been incredible. Out of nowhere. Yeah. But, um, um, even um, too, in the, the, our match of the week, um, Kip Sabian kind of finally paying oh, yeah, off. Sorry. Yeah. Blockhead. Yeah. It's almost a, almost forgetful, but it's nice to see that we're finally doing something with this. It's been so long in, in the going. So I guess it's going to be maybe a shot at the Atlantic title and then he'll go overseas back to uh, his home home country. He's yeah. From there. But yeah. And maybe that's a match that you do, you do Pac and tip Sabian on the Friday night rampage. Yeah. And you make not. that one of the main events and because you give that, make that special for the people who went to that and you make part of all out week, you know, three days of matches, mm-hmm. big matches. And that would be a perfectly fine match for that Friday. Or you put them both in the, uh, ladder match, the casino ladder match, whatever the hell. But I would well, rather them just do a one-on-one match and at least give Kip his time. Yeah, or yeah, have it happen Friday and still and have uh, Kip run on the high, go in the the casino battle or whatever the hell it's called and ladder match. And Pac maybe takes a little time for himself after because you know he can't be on on the yeah he can't be on, wrestling schedule. Oh no, he can't be on consecutive shows. That's just fucking <laughs> crazy talk. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's go into our moment of the week. What was yours, Sean? Uh, mine kind of followed sub- sub- subsequently after the the match of the week. Uh, Kenny Omega went uh, after everything went dark and uh, had a little promo with Will Ospreay. Just so much heat. We see so many of these guys kind of going into their business or shooting a little too much lately, and it's become a, a problem for some. But I think these are two guys who can kind of know that they're at the top of the industry and it is yeah. there. It's like one a and maybe one C at the moment. So these two have the right to kind of go off on each other. Um, it's been a long time going and finally Kenny can get his, uh, his real shots in at him. Uh, basically saying he just can't fill his shoes. Even he can't even get out of diapers. He's just, it's, it's insane how good he is on the mic. I'm glad he's back and seeing these two just inch closer and closer to each other to finally touch hopefully at wrestle kingdom this January. Yeah. I can't wait. It just, it's got me going and it's going to be fun, fun this Wednesday. Yeah. It's going to be a good match. Again, it, it's a shame that's not the final, but it is what it is. And I think they, you're, you're right. They're going to have a amazing match at wrestle kingdom and that's a good main event or a co-main event. That's going to be a huge goddamn draw because Kenny hasn't had a wrestle kingdom match since Tanahashi. So yes. this will be his first one. Um, and what better one to use it on? And I'm sure he'll get the Duke against uh, Aussie Open now. And then uh, Will Ospreay can get the victory in Japan. And But goddamn, that will be yeah. the expectation for that is going to be astronomically high. Like oh, I remember thinking stars. how high it would be for Ospreay and Obushi years ago. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be even higher because Ospreay is a better wrestler now than he was a couple of years ago and, against Ibushi. And uh, Ospreay is the one who kind of put the uh put the end to abushi it seems like we haven't yeah. seen him in some of their matches at the uh wrestle kingdom so got to get a little retribution for your golden lover yeah so that's going to be a great match and i like this um feud i mean i think they're hopefully they're kayfabing each other and it's not a real rivalry i'm yeah, kind of so. getting sick of the work shoot stuff. It's getting a little bit too much. We'll talk about Sammy and Eddie later on in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to our main course. Okay, so my moment of the week was CM Punk going to uh, going or having John Moxley, excuse me, go over CM Punk. Um, so revisionist history, exactly. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, a lot to unpack about this match and a lot to oh discuss. My gosh. 
was this what you expected in any way? This is the last thing I expected. I, I was yeah. talking with a friend of the show, Scott, who last minute went to it. And it just seemed like the whole, the last thing I expected and they, he expected as well was a squash, just out of nowhere. It didn't seem like there's going to be a, a fuckery to, to end it with a draw instead of that. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting this either. I thought it was going to be a bait and switch too. Um, Let's talk about what worked and didn't work. It worked because I'm thought I'm thinking about it days after the fact, and it's still in my head and it was still shocking. And it's still like, okay, that was a fork in the road. I didn't expect, but it wasn't entirely unsatisfying. I think there's some risk though. I don't mm-hmm. think it was bad. I just think there's risks. There's um, legitimacy to the, to the injury. We, we know it's been yeah. an issue. So use it. It's not just out of, out of the blue, his, his foot started to, um, to break on him. So no. And and I, and I like what it did to legitimize Moxley's interim reign. Like they didn't make his interim reign a joke. He got to look like he was strong and he's had such a great run as interim champion that it does feel validating for him to win this. And it makes him look good. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing is from a kayfabe standpoint, I don't know how you can sell and maybe they can, but just like, why is punk the, number one contender all of a sudden if yeah. you haven't done a rematch with other hang, guys that lost right away hangman it's very yeah and it's like do you do punk and uh moxley I, all out that and that's what Meltzer's saying and i think the crowd is going to shit on anyone that's not that match punk. yeah yeah but it's like um I just don't know from a kayfabe standpoint what they could do to make that a legitimate feud. They had an opportunity with Rampage and the footage of him hobbling out and him getting worked on, but there was no angle. It was just him being like my foot's fucked basically. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. like so withholding of stuff. And it was like, Oh, why don't you do a little just bit more to push and build something? So I thought that was a little bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think, at best, you can turn him heel, make him demand his his rematch, and you give it to him then, and see what happens in Chicago. I, I wouldn't give yeah. Moxley a, a two week title run; that'd be the worst, especially for the first two time AEW champion. So, don't do that. Yeah, timing was a weird thing on this because I think if you gave it a little bit more time to breathe in the ring or span it like a month, a month ago. Okay. Yeah, like the storyline, like the, the match timing was fine because it's something different and they did need to do a quick title match. That just mm-hmm. hasn't happened in forever. The last time it happened was with Cody and Brody Lee. So they did need to do this and it made it feel legitimate. And you can experiment and roll the dice on a guy who's so protected as punk. However, um, is it going to be so late into the game where it does hurt buy rates now? People historically buy at the last minute. That's what the issue was a couple of uh, pay-per-views ago. Everyone was trying to order it at the last minute. And Bleach Report Nearly got all fucked up. Yeah, it, we almost we almost kicked Alex off the show. <laughs> he, had to just, he had to just touch the remote while we were trying to order it and monkey around with it. No, but so, uh, it is kind of last minute. And mm-hmm. that may hurt buy rates, but it also may increase buy rates because this is different. They haven't done a storyline like this. And so it's an interesting experiment and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what it does to the fan who is super pissed off about it. And it's like, eh, now I'm not going to buy it. But I just don't, I don't see that ever really being the case with a AEW true fan or just lover of pro wrestling. You know, they're still going to put on a great show. I, they don't, haven't had an awful pay-per-view yet. So no. And this card is back. strong enough where like there's other stuff that has been building for a long time with like Starks and Hobbs and um, Brian Danielson and Jericho. I almost did it. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, even, even the last all out, like what was, what was calling your name when you knew the main event was Kenny Omega and uh, Christian? Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they managed to surprise us and we'll be there for it. Yeah. Unfortunately think- all separately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll maybe get to watch it on Monday, I hope. Oof. Like, yeah. It's, it's going to be hard fun. holding that in. I know. I'm going to have to, like, go without looking at my phone and stuff. And <laughs> it's going to be hard to do. Um, But, yeah, nonetheless, interesting finish. I think there's there's got to be something they do on Dynamite um, mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Having Punk turn heel is interesting. It just may not go over well because you're in Chicago. Um. 
because they'll always love him or yeah. they like they won't turn on him. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe you turn him heel after Chicago. Yeah. The so the results turn him heel. Yeah. Yeah. The results do. And and I think if you do bring MJF back, he has a good case to go Look at what Tony's done for him. He lets him hold on to the title while he's injured. Mm. And then he gets the title shot in his hometown. He gets all these perks. And so it's a good way to like, uh, that's you know, kind of play that card. But it is a lot of dirt sheet behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there's more of that later. Yeah. And boy, do we need to <laughs> kind of get away from that a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, so let's go into, well, let's go into it now, actually. What's your, what was your cringe of the week, Sean boy? My cringe, kind of on the, <laughs> on the lines of that interim title, not having to drop it. Uh, Thunder Rosa drops her title. I we have another interim title match. I don't understand why. We kind of speculated on um, in the group chat. Of just do you did you have that match because you're kind of sick of the idea of the interim title? But now we're going right back to another one. And there's a lot of reports or not reports, but people talking about Thunder Rosa's uh, backstage nature, and it doesn't sound great. So. Yeah. seems like there's just a lot of going on and she's now getting off of social media, going dark for a little bit. Um, there was a GCW wrestler, uh, Dark Sheik, who kind of spelled out something on Twitter of Thunder Rosa yelling backstage at the Hammerstein show they had. And now uh, hearing about uh, her yelling at like, dark tapings. Interesting. I'm At this point, there's just too much negative about Thunder Rosa that I'm kind of just over any idea of her being around too often hopefully the interim title goes as fast as the uh the men's did but just sick of it all sick of these interim titles there's too many titles in general why do we need two of the same belts yeah and i think if there was a good precedent for like okay anytime there's an interim champion this is what you do you have the number one and two ranked people wrestle or whatever i don't know Mm -hmm. but maybe if there was a consistency would be a little less uh, i don't know like fucked it's up feeling or just like yeah it's just kind of uh. but i i yeah, i'm not a fan of interim titles either i think if you can't defend the belt in kayfabe you have to surrender it yeah yeah ufc is kind of a I, they've kind of always adopted it but it just seems like it's not the the right play i don't know because it's You're not gonna... a legitimate title and you don't feel like oh okay this person really has it and and then you can spend feel like you're really champion you can spend six months off and then just be right back up at the top and it just doesn't yeah. seem right. Eh. Are you the but. interim champion for a year? Yeah. Like that, that could also happen one day if you do it like this, like that someone could break their fucking leg in a match and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be interim champion that long. Um, okay. So Thunder Rosa. So David Blixpin, Bixpin, I think I'm mispronouncing his name wrong. Uh, Cause I've been doing a good job of butchering wrestling writers names today. Brian Gerwitz. <laughs> I think that's why you pronounce that too. And I'm, he even mentioned Brian it. In his book. I think it's Brian Gowertz. Uh, yeah. I'm such an asshole. The guy I actually read our website and I fuck up his name the after he specifically said in his book, do not do that. I did it. So <laughs> sorry about that, buddy. Hope you want to do an interview with us someday. Just don't listen to this one. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to this episode. It's all Alex's fault anyways. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, but David uh, Blixpin, um, did a piece on Fanbite of like, I've asked people who have worked with Thunder Rosa and he got like a mixed response of like, people have said either. Yeah. She works a little bit stiff, but mm. so do a lot of people. And then you have people that say like, she's totally untrained and is unprofessional. So you, he's gotten mixed results. He wouldn't reveal who his sources were, but it was kind of a mixed bag. And there was speculation too, after that match at battle of the belts, uh, she went into hiding and the, lady's bathroom because of breaking uh jamie Hayter's nose or oh, yeah. almost breaking her nose um and if you watch that match boy there's some stiff shit in there that just looked very sloppy um so like on one hand it's tough because like you want wrestling to look real and you want it to look authentic and i remember rvd getting so much shit back in the day of like oh he doesn't know how to work and he works too stiff and da 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 and you're like you look at it now in hindsight and you're like oh fuck it who cares but yeah. if it's a fake sport, you probably don't want to get hit in the face and get your nose busted up. That would probably really suck and really wouldn't yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> it, it, it probably says something too, like to the nature of it. If you if you know you did it and you run and go hide, yeah, you know, like come on, just it's obviously not intentional unless it is, and for some reason you're going off. Yeah, and, and, and 
I'll still stand by our argument we had about the sandbagging with Marina Shafir. That did not look good. Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah. if, if we're wrong about that, I would love to say like, Oh, show me what I show, show me what I missed and show me what I'm seeing wrong because that's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never saw an argument that was like, Oh yeah, she didn't do that. That's on her. Yeah, no, that looked like a, a high school football team who's down 49-0 in a fourth quarter. Like they're just they're out there just because they have to be. She was yeah. a complete sandbag. And she's injured supposedly, and she's had that back injury for a while. Yeah. That's why she wasn't appearing. So the whole run has been difficult and it's brought Martin. a lot of undue heat. And so I can understand her wanting to go off social media. If all these people are taking like we're taking shots at her technically, we don't know yeah. everything. Um yeah. so that would get tiresome and irksome, I'm sure. But at the same point, perception's reality and that's what the perception looks like and seems like. Um so I think it is time to move on. Rumor has it Tony Storm was favored to win the belt at all out when they were initially going to wrestle. Um boy, I'd like to see Jamie Hader win though. You and me both. I yeah I'm I'm pulling for Jamie Hader, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he has some fuckery that happens with Bear Baker, and maybe that's how we get to that uh, that feud that we've been feud, kind of yeah. clamoring for. You notice how Jamie Hader has never done the DMD? Never. Not once. I mean, maybe she did it like when she first side, sided with her when she first came back, but I don't even remember that. No, I don't I don't think so at all, because that was like um, Rebel would be like nudging doing her. Like, it, yeah. What the hell are you doing? So... Yeah, I think that's kind of been something they've always been toying, but just have been dangling there. Yeah, that's a huge feud, though, um, mm-hmm. down the line. And I think the other big one is Britt and Jade Cargill. I think those are your two money matches in the women's division right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they even like come across each other? I don't nope. feel like we've even had a moment of I don't think they've even interacted, yeah. But that's mm-hmm. fine. Wait, don't, don't do it save if it. you don't need to. Yeah, you got plenty it. going on. A lot of stuff going on. Okay, let's go on to my cringe of the week. This wasn't a big deal, but I just, I, I hate distraction finishes. And to do that on the House of Black was like, oh, come on. I love yeah, Miro. And I love House of Black. I love all those guys. But that was just so corny. And that was a WWE kind of thing. And it was totally. just lazy Vince. Fuck it, pal. Let's get to the finish. This is how I we do know. it. Yeah, yeah, just didn't like it. And then they kind of 50 50 it afterwards, too. Like, then they all beat up Miro. And mm-hmm. it just kind of no one looked that good in that situation when you can do interesting things with Sting and Darby as well. So it felt like a missed opportunity there. Um, I did forget that Sting and Darby came out there way too late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's I kind hope, of a hope, just a weird moment. Yeah. I would have loved to see if that was going to be the case, have Miro come out and then fully destroy them all, all the pagans like he's been claiming to. Um, but yeah, that 50, 50 booking with that kind of feels a little off. And I imagine hopefully I, I'd, I'd rather have this at the Friday before all out, but yeah, maybe this spills over to then because promo time for both on both shows. Yeah. I'm, and not, then- yeah, I'm not sure when they're going to run this cause they're not, on, I don't believe they're on the Wednesday show so far. Um, I, mm-hmm. it hasn't been, none of these guys have been mm-hmm. promoted for the Wednesday show. So maybe that is on rampage. Um, or it could be for the pay-per-view. I don't know, but it's going to run at some point next or the, uh, this week. So we'll see what happens there. Um, all and right. Then, so uh, too, oh, go on. You, you, uh, you mentioned before, uh, the, the mystery opponent, like on the website, uh, the, the mystery. Oh, opponent, shit. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, tag yeah. Partner, I should say. And then just all of a sudden it's gone. And then you also, uh, was it you or Alex who kind of noticed the, uh, hangman's vest on John Silver. It just yeah. seemed like there was so much going on in that little clip uh, and maybe that was a fuck up maybe they shouldn't have run that yet and that was a glitch but yeah i noticed that as well and um that was also uh just odd and mm-hmm. i don't know i don't think best friends or dark order is going to give the best finals match and it's going to seem like a foregone conclusion that the elite are winning um oh i didn't even think me, about that that's there yeah yeah and part of me had the conspiracy theory that maybe um undisputed elite was going to show up and like beat up best oh. friends or do something to get their way in and weasel oh. their way in and try That's to get, yeah. you know, because have they them, did have yeah. them beat the shit out of them before they hit the tunnel and then their music hits. Yeah. That, that works. That's cool. But that would be a swerve, bro. You'd seem like you'd, I guess, I mean, that's going to pay off no matter what, but you, you think you'd want to like have that build, but these six will probably be going at it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Odd shit. Okay, let's go into what we're anticipating 
this week. Sean, what's on your brain? Uh, lately, it's been pretty good. So I'm kind of uh, looking forward to hopping off of here and throwing on uh, Raw as long as I still have power. So far, 30 minutes in, we're, we're good. But uh, it's gotten pretty good over the couple of weeks. Like, like, like I said, uh, more with Johnny Gargano's return, maybe. And then we got you got the build to Castle Cardiff show or whatever the hell it's called. And Monday Night Football comes back in like two weeks. So you got to start uh, making sure you got the people's attention and wanting them to stay on channel USA instead of ESPN. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing to see what happens of how their ratings get impacted um, and what they try know. to do to keep viewers because they're going to take a huge hit. Oh. Like it's going to be brutal. Yeah, I feel, um, yeah, I feel like that's the story every every year. It comes around, yeah. and I mean, football is king. So we'll see. It's just amazing how, yeah, the fo- football is king. But it's amazing how much they used to cut away at Monday Night Football's audience mm-hmm. back in the day. Like the male demographic of eighteen to was it thirty eight is the coveted demo eighteen to thirty five, whatever it is, and they had so many, um, just great ratings back in the day and monday night football was on free tv it was on abc, ABC back yeah. yeah during that time frame so it's just crazy how um Ooh. the nfl has never slowed down but like the wrestling um viewers has gone Peaks and valleys. even though the industry yeah. of television has changed it's just kind of funny how shit works out yeah they might not have a problem week one it's denver at oh denver at seattle that's uh russell wilson return so that, that could be big but yeah but it's west coast though like that's the thing is like as dumb as that is people don't watch west coast games as much Mm -mm. but that should be a midwesterner fans yeah (laughs) us midwesterners yeah um and i like too on just another like thing to compliment raw on i loved how they shot and i we always shit on how poorly kevin dunn shoots raw and all the cuts and all the camera angles and the zooms and all that but they do a good job of showing how large the crowd is. And some of those like wide shots and those pans, they make the audience look so huge. And that crowd at Raw was gigantic. And the um, Maple Leafs Arena, whatever the hell it's actually called. Uh, yeah, what's it now? It's not I don't know. Scotiabank or Yeah, whatever um, corporate sponsor. Too, uh, SmackDown kind of came and went through through our town without us even knowing. I didn't uh, Yeah. <laughs> I had some people ask me, Are you going to the show tonight? I'm like, What? What are you talking about? SmackDown just came and went. I still can't get myself to watch SmackDown. Friday Friday wrestling's become a, a bit of a sore subject with some yeah, of the rampage. It's not, uh, it's not uh, the most weekends are tight. Series show. Yeah, and um, and like in a weird like I, I thought maybe that would work because you'd have people who would watch it before they go out or something, or like kids watch it at a sleepover or, or the, something. The pregame, yeah, yeah. I and I thought maybe they would do well for that. Like if I was a kid and I my friends were watching, like like we would have totally watched wrestling oh, totally. on a Friday night before we did something. But that's not what's going on right now. Different worlds, yeah, different worlds indeed. Um, I'm looking forward to, and we talked about it a little bit already, but I'm looking forward to the elite and Aussie open, um, Kenny and, uh, Will Ospreay probably won't touch for too long, but they will have a couple of sequences and I'm sure they're going to have some weird flippy, uh, reversals and it's going to be amazing. And they have something probably special stored up their sleeve, but they'll want to make sure that they don't go too far so they could have that match in Wrestle Kingdom. But that could be an all-time classic. Yeah. And you know, maybe they don't put that as the the final because they know they need to give that the shine on the Wednesday before all out main event. That makes sense. Cause we all know that this is going to be insane. And you brought up a good point that I forgot to talk about when we were talking about the semifinal and the CM Punk and Moxley match. I love how they structured last week's dynamite of having Punk and Moxley go at nine o'clock, nine o'clock so yeah. if it did go wrong if, if, if it was a long match if it went an hour long you still have the suspicion of disbelief of maybe they go 60 minutes yeah. maybe it's a time limit draw you don't know and then they end it with this match that is going to be a banger that's going to get the crowd hot so mm-hmm. it was a it was a really well orchestrated layout of the show that was very genius a great way to make you not think that the, the squat a squash is going to happen especially yeah. in a championship match yeah brilliant just kind of put that little piece in your brain and made you not even realize. 
Yeah. And like the comparison that was also brought up and it's not a bad one was Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. But when you saw the rundown and timing of the show, you knew like, oh, that's what's going to happen. Like the moment they got in the ring was like, oh, they're going to squash. One of them's going to get beat in a second. Well, that's different just because we all know that Goldberg and Brock Lesnar are only going to do the same two moves. Yeah. <laughs> they had nothing like, left in them, too. At least, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, or on the level of that, uh, the first SmackDown on Friday on Fox when Brock Lesnar beat uh, Kofi, Kofi yeah. Kingston with like one F5 out of yeah. just right away. So. But no, I think this stood out just because it was so different. And so yeah. we talked about it already. Yeah, we did. We talked about it enough, but. Uh, <laughs> Interesting storyline, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more that unfolds on Wednesday, and we'll see what happens there. Plenty to um, go. All right, so let's go into some other topics before we wrap up. We, we did try to go a little faster, so hopefully we're not going too fast for you listening at home, but wanted Sticking to go around. over a couple of um, couple of things that are going on in the wrestling world. So first thing let's go into is Eddie Kingston's suspension and his altercation with Sammy. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, uh- I've been pretty all the storyline, all the drama going on in Twitter. <laughs> I, I think we've all been, and I have been, especially a uh, vocal of kind of my dis- our disdain for Sammy Guevara and the way he kind of acts. Um, this just, I still feel like just doesn't put a good light on him either. Uh, he, he called Eddie fat, a fat piece of shit. That's basically what this comes down to, right? Yeah. And he went, he went over the line with Eddie's, uh, what Eddie's thinking in, in a promo, you don't want to just bury the fuck out of your, your opponent. How do you, how do you sell that match to people and want to come see it? Makes total sense. Sounds like then he throws a, a little pie face. Yeah. Could have let this blow over, I think, cause it's Sammy Guevara, but yeah, I just don't, I don't know. It's so weird with all the, their backstage issues right now. Yeah. And it's funny that they, the guy that gets, Tony puts his foot down on is Eddie Kingston. I'm not the first person that said that, but that is just kind of funny of like, he gets suspended for it. Um, And it's the first one Mm. that we know of that. Okay. Tony's punishing people for bullshit. They do backstage or on Twitter and it's Eddie Kingston, but Eddie comes off as the true baby face and all of this by saying like, Oh, it's totally my fault. (laughs) I was was unprofessional and I own it. Took his Um, lumps. But then Sammy's explanation of it um, didn't make him come off in a good light. And it was kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. That sounded just so arrogantly naive and and dumb. And upset about it still, or like still thinking about it while he's demonstrating that he's not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And then there was that tweet of like, all body size are, you know, welcome here. And And like, it just was an awkward thing. And uh, it's a shame too, because Eddie should have fought Claudio at the pay-per-view. That's what that finish of blood and guts was leading to. You thought, and it made sense. And they pivoted and did this instead. And now no one's getting the shine. And I'm sure Eddie would have won and beat Sammy here. So it's just a, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a weird scenario, but this match canceled then. Do you think? I I guess so. I think it's just scrapped totally. Entirely. Maybe they do it on again, the Friday before or maybe. maybe they do it on the uh, pre-show but i don't know of it going on i skipped their match on uh friday did they have any did eddie come out at all or anything yeah. hmm. or at least if he did i don't remember I, I, that's how <laughs> memorable the thing was then if he did yeah, yeah right um that's it's just funny life. how uh guy and, and it was in the there's just one problem guys take comments so seriously like he mentioned mm-hmm. brian mentioned that in the book and it's like how guys can get so hurt about promos and things and it's and it was even in this like the, you had a window into what gets approved and what's on you know what's acceptable to make fun of like sammy talked about okay here's a thing that you know you say this is fair game this is not but it's amazing how these guys can just get so worked up about something or have don't mention that or yeah. Say this, but don't say this. And Things it's like, you bring to the public light, but you don't want mentioned. Yeah. Just. It's just very bizarre. It's fine. Um, you know, it's also, we live in a world that we, we all have a, some sort of body dysmorphia issues and it, wrestling yeah. <laughs> when you're on a grand stage in front of people and, and nothing but underwear or tight clothes, you know, I get that. I, I get, I, oh, I don't sure. want to be called a, I don't want to be called a fat piece of shit by anyone, but, uh, 
yeah, sometimes, and when when some of these guys do bleed that uh, line between reality and, and kayfabe, just who who knows when people are going into business for themselves or speaking their own yeah. belief. And I think there's some guys too that will go, well, if I say this, we can make money from it. But it's like maybe the other person's like, yeah, I don't want to make money with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. So yeah. uh, other things I wanted to bring up, uh, I saw this on Twitter today. So Ooh. the territory show uh, that Vice well, is rock. doing, the first yeah. episode is going to be Bobby Heenan, supposedly. Oh, cool. So that's going to be I fucking so. awesome because Bobby Heenan's the maybe top five talent all around in the business of all time. In the my opinion, minds love Bobby Heenan. So yeah. that'll be great. I hope that's the case. There's a lot to tell about him. And I think that'll be a fantastic show. And it's also someone that um, it doesn't have the, yeah, he, he suffered in the last couple of years of his life and had disfigurement, unfortunately, but it's not going to be some tragic story of someone with a horrible drug problem or, mm-hmm killing someone or death or something brutal. Um, it's just going to be about a really talented, funny person who was goddamn hilarious in everything that he did. Yeah. My, my knowledge of him is just strictly kind of the, the, the later phase of dealing with the, the struggling and also yeah. just random moments back in WWF days. Like just, uh, I think he was trying to like get into Madison square garden and like dressed up as a woman had a, oh, yeah. <laughs> all his hilarities. So it'll be nice to kind of see where he actually came from in the wrestling world back in those days. Yeah. And he was authentically poor and had to provide for his like mom and grandma. He like dropped out of school when he was like a little kid and went to work in the wrestling business at a very young age. So he's got an interesting story. Yeah. He's like very, very, very smart, but he like, I don't think he had more than like a seventh grade or eighth grade education. So it's just kind of interesting too how like someone pulls it off and he was also legitimately like terrified of fans. And that was like something that like people constantly talked about is how afraid he was of fans and he has gotten like shot before and stabbed and shit. So it's just, it'll be very interesting to see like what they do with that. And I hope there's a lot of um, uh, vintage stuff they show in there because he had a great run even before he went to WWF and AWA too. So yeah. Love that fucking guy. But all right, let's move on to um, Clash at the Castle. So we wanted to run down the card and just talk about this briefly because there's a couple of good matches on here. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now, Sean, and there's five matches so far for the show. I'm sure they'll you know announce more. Maybe again, they'll do a Gargano and Austin Theory. But let's just walk through these real quick. So we have yeah. Gunther, artist formerly known as Walter versus mm-hmm. Sheamus. That'll be good. Should be interesting. You know, some some uh, boys from across the pond yeah. battling off for the Intercontinental title. Should be good. And I think that'll be very... That's like a, such a European-type match. I'm sure there's going to be oh. all sorts of like fun like chants and... Stiff hits. chants and stiff... Yeah, that'll be really... That'll be an amazing atmosphere um, for that match. I think that's going to be really special. Totally. And I noticed, too, uh, I think it was on Reddit, someone posted a photo of... Um, uh, Butch or whatever his name is, formerly Pete formerly Dunn, yeah. Pete Dunn, was uh, kind of back in his old bruiserweight gear for uh, for a match somewhere. So hopefully, oh, God. if we're going, so. if we're bringing back first names, let's let's go back to some old names. Yeah, and get the bruiserweight back. If we're bringing Kevin Owens, prize fighter back, that'd be great. Those two in the ring, a bruiserweight and a prize fighter. Oh my God, that'd be so great if they could make him Pete Dunn again because mm. Butch is fucking dumb. Awful. All right, let's go into other matches. So we have Riddle versus Seth Rollins, which is finally going to happen. That'll be great. Bro. Yeah, that'll be fun. Two of my favorite wrestlers in the yeah. on the WWE side, so that, that's awesome to see. Probably pulling for for my boy Riddle. Though. Yeah, hopefully he gets his first name back too. Jesus, he's like the one guy though that would be like kind of fine for him just to be Riddle. Though, Riddle, just like, yeah, whatever. Or just like add bro to the end, just Riddle bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then we have Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota, and Io Sky. Uh, that was teased at SummerSlam. That'll be mm-hmm. fine. I like. I kind of like the team of Bailey, yeah. Io Sky, and Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai is kind of the weakest link, but I don't think she's a weak link at all. So that'll be fun. And obviously, you got uh, a pretty stacked side of former champions and, yeah. and current champion. 
And then I like this women's uh, division match. You have Liv Morgan defending against Shayna Baszler. That was almost going to be my moment of the week a couple weeks ago. They did a thing where Shayna was teasing to do the old break her wrist, break her arm kind of move that she used to do in NXT. She's like, and instead of doing it, she just kicks her in the face. And just, oh, like, so, just like waits and holds and then just kicks her in the face. Oh, Shayna is great. so legit. Shayna is one of my favorite women's wrestlers of all time. Uh, I fucking love her, and she was totally wasted on her vents because he didn't get her. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, probably like, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't like how she looks. Or maybe you had mm-hmm. goofball going like, well, I wouldn't want to sleep with her or some yeah. slime balls in management. So she's getting totally. her fair shot now. Shayna Baszler's awesome. So hopefully she pulls this off. I think she wins. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I saw this match, I'm like, oh, that makes sense that she wins. Now Triple H is in charge. He, yeah, he kind totally. of brought her into NXT too with all the the four horse women from UFC. So I see this being maybe the only title change. If I guess maybe tag titles come eventually this week, but yeah, this seems, seems like a good change. So you don't think Roman is going to drop it to drew. I just don't know. I mean, I, I felt like all signs kind of pointed to the rock and Roman, I guess you probably don't need the titles for that, but it just seems weird to, uh, maybe no. I guess I can see that. Maybe he does. But Drew did have that great promo a couple of weeks ago about mm-hmm. wrestling with Kevin Owens. So he's kind of been on a rise. I, I guess I just don't know what's been going on in WWE for yeah. quite a bit. That I'm like, what's what's going to happen? So I might be pleasantly surprised this weekend. It's the right atmosphere and venue to do it makes so sense if they're yeah. gonna do it this is where you need to do it and not do it on a random episode of raw to pop a rating or sure. oh god we have monday night football it's gonna be the you know raiders versus the lions let's do this man <laughs> like <laughs> like now's the time to do it if you're gonna do it but i'm all good with roman keeping it for a hogan like length and just having it forever yeah. I'd, I'd rather see a champion just hold it forever or at least until maybe they have um who's the fucking kid that gabe stevel gabe stevel gable stevenson god my Steve name stevenson. is today jesus I, christ he's got like a weird it's not it's like stevenson or something it's not like it's normal stevenson how you'd think stevenson or something i don't know okay well i'm but. really bot- botching every single name this episode so no one takes it personally yeah <laughs> No one would expect otherwise. <laughs> um, all right. And then. Uh, oh, I think I saw something of possibility of Judgment Day versus Rey Mysterio, Edge, and um, his wife, Beth Phoenix. Oh, okay. After that match with uh, Damian Priest and all the, the shenanigans that's been going down. Um, be interesting. Uh, not, not dying for it, but. I think they and, just have to have Rhea Ripley just like kill dominic like it's like species oh yeah she needs like to... it's like it's almost like a praying mantis thing they look they're about to hook up and just fucking kills him i think everyone <laughs> would love to watch that she needs to uh <laughs> swing him around on the yeah. backboard like brock did because <laughs> she could easily do it probably yes yeah, um, real life kevin owens needs a match on this doesn't he can... he sure does yeah what's going on there but we'll see happy corbin in him oh gosh hopefully not because i feel like in the past couple of weeks it's been Drew in that match with Gable he had last week was good. Like, let's get a better opponent than yeah. Happy Corbin. Yeah, I, I hope not. Happy Corbin makes me un- deeply unhappy. <laughs> All right. Better irony. Um, and then other things that went on this week. Um, there's a, else? a lot of comments about the AEW backstage meeting that went on before oh, yeah. um, Dynamite last Wednesday. I don't think there's much to talk about there because obviously, I don't know. A lot we, of we didn't get the memo. Say, yeah, we didn't get the memo. Um, a lot of uh, what people like. Anytime there's a town hall meeting, there's very different versions of of that that goes out to dirt sheets, mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to discern what actually did get discussed and what went on. They talked about tampering supposedly. Yeah, yeah, that's but, interesting. Yeah, that would be maybe um, the only story from that. Speaking of tampering, I feel like the person who's been tampered with most has been uh, Bobby Fish, man. He's on Instagram. He's speaking of Instagram, Wrestling Elitist Podcast Instagram. Uh, he's been posting like old throwbacks to the yeah. uh, Undisputed Era days, loving yeah. Triple H. I'm like, what is going on here? Where, who do you work for? Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, that was kind of odd of Bobby Fish. He was like, oh, I would run through fire for this man. And then uh, 
yeah he, he ate shit on punk for his kicks <laughs> everything too yeah well yeah. maybe he wants to go back who knows yeah oh well okay well that's going to be it for this episode i think right sean do you have anything else you wanted to go on to? no we uh we managed to to last it this long I'm surprised, yeah, that we didn't get cut out by the power or there wasn't a thunderstorm that shut us off. It's, it's pretty dead around me right now, so it seems oh, okay. like it was a little bit of a overjudgment by the meteorologists. Yeah, literally like before we started recording today, power went out in my house and it was flooding all over our streets and backyard. Oh wow. So I was like, Oh, there's a good chance this is not gonna work. So we managed <laughs> to get through all uh 50 minutes of the show so thank you for listening today again if you like what you heard share it with your friends in the internet wrestling community uh give us a five-star review on spotify and itunes to boot uh if you have a question for us that you'd like to hear address on the show hell look hey look at our contact info at wrestlingelitist.com send us a message we'd love to discuss anything that you want to want to discuss on the show we got all out week so that means we're going to do a pay-per-view preview a bonus episode at some point during the week when we can all commingle and then we'll probably go back in time and we'll look back at all out 2021 and we'll put a little review on the website i think uh as well it's a little spoiler for things ahead i like that Uh, it's the most exciting week of sports this is going to be a fantastic weekend you got all out you got clash at the castle i think there's worlds collide the nxt show that yeah nxt related when when alex said that last week i thought he was just a big power man 5000 fan i didn't realize yeah. we're bringing that back so interesting that song immediately came into my mind and i was like fuck mm-hmm. god no, that that era of time just the worst music ever there's <laughs> just so much shit jenko jeans and yeah screaming fans that was that man that was my that was my youth right there <laughs> Mean Streets of Redford. Yeah. (laughs) Cruising around in a Ford Focus listening to a burnt Limp Biscuit CD from Napster on someone's CD player that they like jerry-rigged into their tape deck. It was the most Redford shit in the world. (laughs) Dreaming of your days at Woodstock 99. Take it to the man. Sure. All right. We'll break stuff in in honor of Fred Durst. All right, Rick Rude, take us home. Hit the music.